This episode of Enchanting Aspects is brought to you by C. Aspen and Trans Artist of the Day. Thank you! Sorry, hey every pony. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta remember to say hey every pony. <laughs> this is important. Hey every pony, it's another welcome to another fabulous episode. Uh, fucked up Amy episode. Fucked up sicko sicko Amy. Yeah, Amy. Uh, Amy went sicko mode this episode. Where uh, Amy's go- going real sicko mode. What? Ooh, wah, ah, ah, and might I add, ah. I shouldn't have made that noise. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's just, in the state that I'm in, it was bad. Oh, sure. Um, Why aren't you drinking a nice, refreshing, and throat-healing hot drink? I'm drinking Wawa's. I'm drinking I mean, Wawa's. Wawa is good, but like, if you get a nice like hot drink with honey in it, it's really good for your for your throat and your voice. I and, I might um, do that. I might yeah, do that. Should, Not right now though. Not right my, now. My my throat isn't bad. It's, it's um. How do I describe it? Get ready for a concert because um my somebody in my tummy decided to t- just take all of the guts and they're just playing them like guitar strings. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, um, historically, uh, guitar strings have been made out of like sheep lining. I think so. Um, I would sound good, is what you're saying. You might sound good. There was, um, I mean, there's um, an, an an episode of Hannibal where one of the killers makes instruments out of human bodies, and and do says they sound the, cool? The, and that says that the strings sound better when they're made of human parts. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. So no one, no one knows if that's for. Maybe someone in history knows if that's true. Um, but I don't want to meet them, you know. So, welcome to Enchanting Aspects, the show where we enchant your aspects and appreciate the little things in art. My name is Jupiter Morningstar. My name is Amy. How sweet the sound. Amy Terry. <laughs> oh my gosh. That could work. You that could that could be a whole thing. Yeah, I, I it could be a song. It could be a song. Um well now, I this is the first episode that is going to go out in November of 2022. Yes. And you know what and you know what that means. No. It means it means that I'm a a week behind and I'm going to bring us a, a spooky you thing. You fucking slut. You <laughs> son of a bitch. I knew it. I knew it because yeah. we were originally going to record yesterday and that was Halloween and I knew yes. we were going to bring a spooky thing. Yeah. And yeah, I hate I, it. I would have had to, and now it's too late 
for me to pick a non-spooky thing. <sighs> and not... the first the first week of October, I brought potatoes. So yeah, and that's your fault. <laughs> No, no, it's not. It's our fault because we didn't communicate ahead of time. You're right. Um, so I'm excited uh, because uh, I have been watching a lot of horror movies lately, sort of catching up on the classics because uh, I spent the majority of my life not watching any movies ever for any reason. Yeah. Uh, and... Now I do watch movies, uh, and I'm well. For one, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm very excited to see Wendell and Wild. Oh, I saw it. Can I give you it, my quick review? I suppose as long as it contains exactly zero spoilers. Zero spoilers. Okay. Zero spoiler review. The visuals, the character design, design, fucking astonishing fucking Hell yeah. amazing beautiful Hell yeah. the Incredible. story eh, it's okay <laughs> all right you've gone too far <laughs> you've 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 simply you you need to like and everybody needs to understand that the the best the the only experience that i want to have going into a movie is knowing nothing yeah, uh, that's this fair. is actually, this is this is true of any media I don't want to know anything before I want I go in, um, and uh, this is why I can't play Undertale. <laughs> um, so uh, I have been watching a lot of horror movies recently, and so a lot of the classics uh, folks might have seen if they are still, for whatever reason, on Twitter. Um, I don't know why I'm on Twitter still. Yeah, some uh, bitch owns it now. I mean, look, it's not like Twitter was good before and it's continue going to continue to not be good is the thing about it. Yeah, but it's um, like now a guy who wears a shirt that says I'm an asshole is owns it. <laughs> minor, minor tangent that I'm going to very quickly breeze past. In my opinion, I feel like we spend way too much time focusing on the Elon Musks and the Jeff Bezoses of the world who are really just system, uh, uh, symptoms of the core problem. And what we need to be doing is creating systemic change uh, through a variety of means, uh, including, you know, like voting and direct action uh, to... Uh, disrupt and destroy the system that allows for people like that to exist in the first place. Yeah, uh, that's, because, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Um, um, I yeah, have a sure. quick um, little funny th uh, thing that you reminded yeah. me of. Um, yeah. I just finished reading a book. It's called The Four Winds. Um, I wasn't going to bring it because it was, it was a pretty good book, but it, there wasn't like a significant thing to bring. Um, uh -huh. But it's it's basically a historical fiction about a family who moves to California because they were like living in the Dust Bowl during the Depression. And um, there's like a little teenager and she meets like she goes to the library pretty often and the librarian is like hella cool and like gives her recommendations. And then there's like one uh -huh. part where she like 
goes back and returns the fucking communist manifesto to the librarian <laughs> and the librarian's like uh-huh. and what did we learn <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> that's so good that's so good um but yeah so uh yeah i've been watching like i've said now three times i've been watching a lot of classic horror movies uh and uh on i i did a little live tweet thing like day before halloween where i double featured watching two movies that i have never seen before somehow mm. um one jaws oh uh, okay ha- yeah um it's i'm glad that i saw it but i don't need to see it again you know um it's pretty good it's a pretty good horror movie it really did sharks dirty it, it, it really, really, it really did sharks dirty and honestly if we had so to dirty. pick between doing sharks dirty or having a pretty good movie i would i would pick the the not doing the sharks dirty yeah a hundred percent there is literally a, a marine biologist character who for like who you would think the story purpose of that character is to be on the shark's side. Yeah. Um, but no, the marine biologist character is maybe the most anti-shark of them all. Yeah. There's also the uh, the boat captain guy who tells this ridiculous story about how his, his Navy boat crashed and uh, uh, sharks ate like 18,000 people. <laughs> and it's like, no, they didn't. <laughs> Shut up. No, they didn't, you little creep. You, you And like, <laughs> and also throughout the whole movie, it's not like they're like, oh, Jaws is like a special shark or, or is like a, 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 I don't know, Megalodon or whatever. It's just a regular great white. And they're like, this is just what great whites do. And I'm like, no, no, they don't. Yeah, you are you are factually incorrect. Um, I have a question. Yeah, the, yes, what's up? Um, I know we're going on a lot of tangents, but I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as as you, the person who knows that one song that's about the entire plot about Jaws, the movie the shark Jaws, looking in the dark. You're not going to do the whole song right now. I forbid it. (laughs) But as someone who does know that whole song, how did it feel? How did it feel knowing that song already and watching the movie? I I mean, I was definitely like in my head. I was following along with the song. And it's like, yeah, the song does a good job of capturing the plot of the movie. It. It it literally like it feels like a high like a high school like essay mm-hmm. about the movie and uh, it does a it does a good job and it's it's very accurate um, and uh, you know the the song is definitely more fun than the movie the movie is I the thing I will say about the movie is that it has a really tight script the script is really really good. Yeah. Uh, the character dialogue is really, really good. Sometimes um, less is more, you know? Yeah, for sure. And uh, the the one big complaint for me, uh, other than how dirty it did sharks, uh, is that uh, it just is just covered in Steven Spielberg-ass musical stings <laughs> that just... 
that just like completely remove all tension from the movie because it like it'll go from like understated uh you know horror soundtrack sort of motifs and then just like will shift into this bizarre heroic melody that just feels completely like incongruous to the whole movie it's mm. ridiculous um but jaws is not where i'm going to be pulling my thing from today because the second movie that i watched was tremors oh never heard of it never seen it maybe tremors tremors is very similar to jaws in a lot of ways because it is also a small town blue collar uh monster movie that is pretty silly um uh with uh a mostly unseen monster who is below and pulls people down okay dig dug Tre- diglet S- sort of like diglet a little bit like if you can imagine Diglett being a fucked up worm creature that eats people. That is Diglett. Yeah. I mean, mostly. Um, I feel I imagine Diglett as being more of a more of a scavenger feeder, um, sort of like a vulture. <laughs> anyway. After they die, picking up the yeah, scraps. Af- picking up the scraps, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um so Tremors is a movie uh, about uh, a small town in somewhere like Arizona, something like that. Um, there, I don't know specifically. I don't remember if it was said. And it stars Kevin Bacon. Oh. And another actor who I l- l- really liked the performance of and can't remember right now. And I'm going to look it up really quick. Uh, Fred Ward. Don't he know. did a good job. Don't know who that is. I don't know who it is either, honestly, but he's been in stuff. Um, anyway, so, um, <laughs> so it follows these two basically just like, like they do like odds and ends kind of work around the town. And suddenly, uh, the, the, the Graboids attack... Oh no! And They're the, grabbing. The, grab, the graboids are fucking Frank Welker is in this movie. Where? Don't know who that is. He voices Scooby Doo. Holy shit! He voices the yeah. graboids. And and Fred. Rubber rubber gonna grab you. Who the fuck is Frank Welker in this movie? He's the fucking I don't remember. Worm. No, he's not. Don't put words in my mouth. Don't put worms in my mouth. Don't. <laughs> I'm really going to have to fight you this episode. <laughs> you sure fucking are. I went to IMDB and I can't find Frank Welker anywhere. So I don't know what Google is fucking talking Maybe about. Maybe the Google fucking wishes he was in it. So it basically follows the, the small town, super small town, like literally like less than a dozen people. Um, as... They deal with these graboid monsters. And the graboids, um, they dig underground and they sense vibrations uh, from above ground. And then they shoot up and they grab the the 
whatever the source is, they pull it down and eat it. Mm. And there are a lot, a lot, a lot of very, um, very cool ways that this is utilized. But I'm not talking about any of that, because what I'm talking about today is the practical effects, and in <gasps> particular, Yay. the very weird blood. <gasps> very weird blood, very weird blood. Welcome to the very weird blood section of the episode. Welcome to the weird blood. So, uh, throughout the movie, there are, I believe, four total graboids. The... And throughout the movie, they get progressively smarter and better at killing. <laughs> so the first graboid, um, uh, it's very funny. I'm going to see if I can find the scene really quick because it's just delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, what fucking year is this movie? 1990. Oh, okay. Okay. So I have very easily found the video. Uh, and... Uh, we are, we are, and, and, you know, apologies, of course, to our listener. I'm sure there will be some fun squelching noises in the episode from the clip, but I'm just going to show Amy the first Graboid death in this movie, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. I'll just stop a Graboid. We killed him. We killed it. Fuck you! So this is an incredible scene uh, because uh, so it starts off. We've got our two uh, our two main characters, uh, Valentine, Hell Valentine yeah. McKee, played Hell by Kevin yeah. Bacon, and Earl Bassett, played by Fred Ward, and uh, and they are uh, they are just coming off of of having one of their horses grabbed by the Graboid. And so they shoot at it, and the Graboid comes out from under the ground, and it reveals itself, and it's this really, really cool fat worm with uh, a, a gaping maw that opens up to three, like, tentacles that all also have mouths. Uh, it is fucked up yeah and then and then uh it uh it they are like "Uh uh-oh and they run away and uh it charges after them and we get a bunch of really cool effects of the monster underground and like like pulling up fence posts and uh uh you know like making the earth disrupt and, and, you know, stuff like that. Mm. And then they're running, they're running and they find a ditch, like a, like a little canal and they jump into it. And the graboid runs directly into the concrete and dies. Concrete. And it's so funny. Um, also, Kevin Bacon says in the funniest way, fuck you. Yeah. He's like, you're going to have to play the clip. I will. For sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's so good. And like to, to think about that scene and think about all of the practical effects that had to go into making that look so good and convincing, um, and all of the work and 
the puppetry, the animatronics, the, um, the, like, the effect of having the ground swell up beneath them and having them have to yeah. jump off of it. Yeah, yummy. The, the, the fence posts knocking over, the, uh, that brief shot from underground of the grab boy digging a tunnel and moving past the camera, um, to the final part of the scene where the graboid crashes into the wall and we see the concrete just break and then this weird orange blood just dripping down and this in one of the limp like tongues flopping over and it's just so good and like genuinely this scene would look 10 times worse Done in CG. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, we, in 1990, we already knew how to make convincing, scary, like, awesome action sequences with gross monsters and, you know, just... We knew how to make it look good and real and authentic and have, like, things for the actors to act against. Mm-hmm. And then we were, like, and then Hollywood was just like, Money. Nah, fuck it. Fuck it. Absolutely, you know, like, good movies? Forget about it. We're not doing good movies anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, and... It is that, like, sense of authenticity that, and, like, the practical effects do not, like, slow down throughout the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. There are, like, before and after this, there are so many incredible sequences of actors having to actually, like, interact with real physical monsters and uh like destruction and building set pieces um there's a scene where they're all on the roof and the graboids are basically digging the underneath the building to get it to fall down ooh and like the building genuinely collapses under these actors and they just have to dance around it. And I'm sure it's stunt doubles, but it's so good. Yeah. And like, and like, yeah, it's probably stunt doubles and those stunt doubles are doing a great job. Um, like they're the genuine, like the movie, at no point during the movie does it feel fake. Really, mm-hmm. because it does such a good job of like convincing you that it's real because so much of it is. Yeah. And I mean, like, even with practical effects that technically look kind of shitty, just the fact mm-hmm. that they are tangible, their uncanniness adds to their scariness anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's incredible. Um, the 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 next and, and the last thing that I want to show off, because I really want to focus on this weird blood because it's so good to me. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire, Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. 
Uh, I'm going to show you the... We saw the first Graboid death. I want to show you the last one. Ooh, explosion. Oh, yes. It is an explosion. Of you are course. absolutely correct. It's got to be an explosion. <laughs> that guy so, got gooped, goosh. That guy got gooped, <laughs> goobied. Absolutely. So... Uh, to recap the scene for our listeners, so this is the uh, final climactic scene of the movie, where, uh, for reasons that I don't need to explain, uh, our three main characters, uh, one of which I, I haven't mentioned yet because she hasn't been relevant to the conversation yet, uh, Mindy, I believe, they are in the middle of the desert with the Graboids beneath them trying to stay still so that they don't get got. And our our boy Kevin, he comes up with a plan and he runs towards the edge of a cliff with a pipe bomb in hand. And all three of them run together and they stand at the edge of the cliff. Kevin Bacon lights the pipe bomb, throws it behind the Graboid who is charging at them, which the explosion causes it to rocket forward, and they dodge out of the way, the Graboid blasts through the cliff, falls down, and on impact, explodes into the most gnarly orange blood guts Nickelodeon ever slime. It's so good. And, uh, uh, and there, again, so many incredible practical effects here of, you know, the Graboid's erupting out of the ground right in front of you uh the the charging the like i can't even imagine how they set this up um the explosion and uh and then the graboid rocketing forward and bursting out out of a cliffside falling and exploding into guts these each single one of these it requires meticulous planning, requires a lot of setup, requires backup plans to make sure that they go right, um, requires a team of people to manage the effects, and the end result is something that is so just awesome One and so physical, so good, um... And again, they filled that puppet with so much weird blood. Yeah. Goop. I wonder and, if how many goops they filled up. Do you think they just did it in one take? Just filled up oh, one gooper know. and dropped that bad boy and hoped the goop was goopy goop gloopy goop 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 I, I don't know, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So, um, so I don't know. Just, I, d I don't know how to say it more other than just like the practical effects in this movie, the, the, the wetness of these puppets when they, when they are destroyed, the just physicality of it, the way that these graboids feel like real horrific biological creatures mm -hmm. and that you can throughout the movie you learn so much about them that they just feel so real and it's awesome what do you and I think want, i want movies like this again yeah 
Me too. What do you think? What do you think the goop tastes like? Uh, high C. I like that. Yeah. Well, that, my 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 dear audience, that is my thing for this episode. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Amy, what's your thing? <laughs> I'm doing um a thing. It's fucking babe egg time. Babe egg? It's fucking babe egg o'clock. We're getting What do you We're getting babe egged up in here. <laughs> what What do you mean by babe egg? You want a babe egg? I want a babe egg. Let's babe egg. <laughs> what are you, What are you even saying? Today I'm gonna talk about uh, baby egg. Um, yeah, yeah. So you said, um, baby egg is one of the coolest plot reveals in history. Um, and it is from the Adventure Zone Balance podcast. Um, and it is, and uh, if you don't know what that is, it's like my all-time favorite media ever um like of all time it's so good wow. i really right. really 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 love balance um it means a lot to me um and if you don't know what it is which was the first question that i said and then i didn't answer it is that it's <laughs> a fucking dungeons and dragons play podcast um and it's done by the McElroys. And also, I'm going to get into fucking spoileroonies. Hella. Um, but I'm also assuming that most people who listen to our podcast have already listened to McElroy shit. So, whatever. If you <laughs> do want to get into that podcast, here's my pitch. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it makes you cry. That's it. <laughs> the the energy coming out of you this episode, Amy, is impeccable. Thank you. Um, my future self is gonna be like, why, why did you do your most important thing while you're fucking dying? <laughs> I don't know, baby. That's just the way the t- the cookie tumbles. That's just the way the cookie tumbles down the hill and into a ravine. All right, let's get deep into it. Let's get into deep babe egg territory. I, you know, I have listened to all of Balance twice in my life, and I <laughs> truly have no idea what the fuck you are talking You'll about. You'll remember. You'll remember. I'll make it simple. Babe egg. I'm going to run high. Um, so I'm going to explain the simple plot of the Adventure Zone balance um, to those who don't want to listen to it and haven't listened to it and don't give a shit or or you're my aunt Kissy and you listen to my podcast podcast. Hi, Kissy. I love you. <laughs> um, so it's a. Um, it's a story about th- um, three adventurers who basically run into a, um, they're like doing a, a mission or whatever, and they run into a secret um, group 
called the I forgot what they're called. The Bureau of Balance. The Bureau of Balance. That's what you're here for, Droops. Um, and the Bureau of Balance is basically a, a secret thing that has erased a shit ton of all the world's memories of these super uh, special, powerful relics because they were so powerful and special that everybody was killing each other for it. And if you try to talk about the, if somebody who's inducted, 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 inoculated. <laughs> You sound so tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all groovy. We're all groovy. Um, if 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 you're not inoculated, then it's gonna sound like basically static when people talk, and I'm not gonna make that noise. Um, but if you get inoculated, then you know. If you know, you know, baby. Um, mm-hmm. but what does inoculated mean? Well, inoculated, you meet this fucking giant jellyfish that's like rainbow and shit, and you slurp up its fucking bath water like that one Twitch streamer, basically. Um, and when what? <laughs> you know, we have Did to I move stutter? on from that. We have to move on from that. <laughs> Um, and once you, you get it, basically all the memory, all the like memories in your past that have to do with it come back. Um, and it's like a really cool concept of like, I don't know, just like it's, it's just in it. It's like a jellyfish that like came from a universe thing. And basically any information you feed to it, it, um, it disappears from the universe. I don't know mm-hmm. why it's just fucking cosmic, um, but in a w- in any way to feed it, um, it gets hungry, and so to feed it simple things, they feed it music. Um, and anyways, one of the characters, Magnus, develops a bond with the jellyfish, and one night the jellyfish starts singing, and it goes la la la. And Magnus is like, that's a pretty song. I don't know what that means. And then fucking like 50 whatever episodes go by and a bunch of shit happens and a bunch of stuff and they don't trust the people in the organization because things are still being hidden from them and they don't understand why because they're inoculated. But then you know what? You know what? That song, did you know that music is made from notes and notes are made from letters and the letters spell out two words and those words are babe, egg. Yeah, I, I, I do remember now. I do remember what you're talking about now. Um, yeah, it's a super cool reveal. It's so sick. Yeah, it's it's like like using using notes as a coded message and like especially... That the void fish, uh, you know, th- that's like the only w- way that it can communicate language. Yep. Um. Uh. Is super fat. It's super cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. Um. Before I get more into how cool it is, I'm going to explain that the baybag means that the jellyfish has a baby, essentially another void fish, which is also keeping other information hidden. 
Um, hence the the three the three main characters um, have their past 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 memory erased, and it's really really good. Um, once they like remember all that shit, and it's a whole arc called the Stolen Century, and it's so good. Um, but anyways, yeah, like the fact that from the very beginning of the story, like that is just revealed. Like it's out in the open. Like it's just there. Like like we could have figured it out. Like if someone wanted to, they yeah. could have figured it out. I just mm-hmm. think that is so fucking cool and I think those are like yeah. the best kinds of like foreshadowings or reveals of like having it there all along and it's just you could have you just needed to put it together. And mm-hmm. it was just it's just the fact Hang on, I got a fucking burp. <laughs> Ooh. That's a deep one. That's a deep burp. It's a burp in my chest. Mm-hmm. Get out. It's not coming out. I've got a burp in my chest now. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's it's just amazing. It's hidden in plain sight, and also just just so cool that it's music. Cause like, how many things can you spell out of music notes? Not a lot. Not a lot, and the fact that this that just perfectly aligned with the story that Griffin, the creator, wanted to make, it's just ugh, it's it's so satisfying. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up musical notes and I'm gonna try and spell a coded message. Let's see. Well, it's it's the letters A through or it's the letters G through A. Uh, uh so yeah, so. E F G A B C D. Yeah. Okay, so um what we got? The the first the first thing that popped into my head. Uh G A E D A D. Gay dad. Gay dad. Gay dad. <laughs> Gay dad. Could you imagine? Wow. Could you, Could you imagine, imagine if t- that was the reveal? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that would have that would have been great. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> Fisher was just trying to say. Well, Gay you dad. know what? That that would still be a f- uh, that would still work, wouldn't it? <laughs> How? Because 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 Fisher. Is uh would be in this would be the gay, gay dad. dad yeah would be the gay dad the gay which dad. would imply the existence of a kid yeah, right gay dad come gay on dad. Griffin why didn't you do gay dad why didn't you do gay dad Jeez. Griffin McElroy Griffin middle name McElroy ah <sighs> oh. anyways I I'm I'm gonna compare this to um fucking the the Oh man, what it's called? The the, the the fourth encounters of the fifth kind. First encounters of the fourth kind. Um, I saw. I I love I love that movie. I'm probably gonna bring it someday. But um, in that movie, um, it's about aliens connecting with humans only through music, um, because they don't have any other form of communication. But the thing is, it's never translated. It's more of just both the humans and aliens are excited to talk to each other 
through music. And yeah. so they basically just play notes back to each other and repeat the notes like, oh, you know this note and I know this note. How cool is that? And then yeah. um, it's just basically amazed that they can do that much. And so I think all of us at the beginning of that, this story of the adventure zone, like having the jellyfish, the void fish, like sing that tune. I don't think we actually expected anything out of it. Like maybe we just expected like, oh, you know, maybe that's just the only noise it can make. You know, it's mm -hmm. not capable of anything else. It's just, it, it was just so awe and jaw dropping, awe inspiring that it, was just there it was just there man it was just there the yeah. whole time and it was yeah. and it meant that whole thing and it was ah oh, the amount of like planning and i'm clapping which is not great audio the amount of like planning <laughs> and layers and layers of forethought that had to go into the story to like put all that together and also the fact that it's a role-playing thing and like it could have gone in any direction i mean i i get that it was you know, a little railroady because it's a narrative at some points so it has to be, but yeah. like, I mean, I mean that, that is definitely like, I don't, I, I don't judge, um, uh, uh, adventure zone for being railroady, although it definitely is. And every time they say that it's not, I'm like, no, you are lying. <laughs> um, yeah. and it's okay. It's okay for it to be railroady because you're making a packaged product and yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is railroady and it's okay. Yeah, just be honest though. <laughs> just be just be honest about it. Griffin <laughs> middle name McElroy. <laughs> um so yeah, it's the the adventure zone is a big big thing that I love very very much and the beginning like you can tell that they don't take it seriously. They, you know, this is just a mm -hmm. funny little thing and towards the end it's just this beautiful magnificent fucking story and and i think the void fish itself like you could kind of is a mini version of that of like you know the first time you meet the void fish is just like oh this is a cool little thing and then at the end it's like holy shit no this is this is all of it damn yeah i don't have yeah. much more to say about it i mean like but then this is going to be a very short episode. I know, but it's just that's it. That's the reveal. I I yeah. mean, I could talk about the the stuff after, but I don't really go listen to the show. Yeah, for sure. No, I I, I totally hear you. I mean, like, I I think it's just like having little mysteries in in your in your pieces of art is such a fun way to like get people like into it you know what i mean like like w not even talking about the audience like in, in terms of like adventure zone getting the players invested yeah or like any any role-playing thing of just like having these little like crumbs of mystery like and especially if they genuinely do pay off in a really meaningful way it's so so cool um and like I don't know, like, uh, for for the 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 very light-hearted ribbing that I've been giving Griffin this episode, he is a genuinely good storyteller. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's like how thoughtful 
these sorts of little reveals that happen in balance are just really remarkable. And yeah, yeah I, I think it's so cool. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Amy, I feel like this episode, once it's out of the edit, is going to be like 30 minutes long. I can talk about, um, I watched Ratatouille again. <laughs> I watched Ratatouille last night again because I wasn't feeling good. Um, and it's a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. You know what? I can, while we're just sort of vamping at the end of the episode to fill time, <laughs> like good podcasters. <laughs> uh, uh, so I can, uh, uh, I can, I can tell a little story. Okay. So yesterday was Halloween, uh, uh, as of recording, and uh, me and my sister went to a haunted house for the first time for each of us. Oh, were you scared? Uh, well, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Amy, have you ever been to a haunted house? Um, I've been to, like, school fair haunted houses. Uh... I don't think I've... I, I, I've been to a, a haunted house at, like, Universal... Yeah, I guess I've been to a haunted house. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, what was it like? Just uh, people just jumping out and scaring you. Yeah. I mean, that that's really how it is. Um, I mean, this was, uh, you know, the first time for both me and my sister, and... And the the theme was, so it was split into two halves, which was interesting. The first was like night terrors, where the first room you're ent- you enter, there's this girl in her bed, and she's just like screaming, like, help me, help me. Uh, you gotta help me. And I was like, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. Um, uh, and then as we left, she was like, why aren't you listening to me? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um... No, I was very much like, I was I was chatting up the the monsters. I was I oh, was having a yeah. good time. I was just like cackling the whole time because it was just like so fun. Um, I am pretty immune to jump scares. Uh, typically, uh, it it sort of takes a lot for them to actually like get me. And even when they do get me, it's more just like a brief like ah. Oh, that was fun. You got me. Good mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just like, I was having a grand old time. Uh, and my sister was terrified. Her adrenaline was super pumping, like screamed a lot. And the thing about going into a haunted house, especially one where the actors are really into it, because they were, the actors were really into it. Good. Um, And... Uh, and, like, honestly, they, the, the characters were screaming louder than the people. (laughs) They were, they were really, like, they, they must have some really good throat exercises. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there was, like, a couple of, um, couple of moments where I was just like, oh, I could, like, chill out here for a second. Uh, and my sister's like, no, no, we're going right now. <laughs> um, and the thing about it is, is like when you are scared in a haunted house, when you are screaming and like visibly like the the more scared person in the room. They will target you. 
you are a target. You have made yourself a target. And like, that was absolutely what happened to my sister. The characters were absolutely focusing on her. And uh, there were a few of them who just followed us as we moved to a different sections. And so the first section was like night terrors. And it was admittedly like a little bit scarier than the next section, which was Karn Evil. Ah. Um, and uh, when we went into it, uh, into the second section, there was this guy, like this ringmaster guy, whose name was Professor Echo. That's a cat's and name. It's that that would be a great cat's name. And I really wanted to know. Uh, my sister was just like pushing us along. So I didn't get to stop, but I really wanted to ask him what he was a professor of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was like, there was a lot of really cool stuff that happened. Um, and it was like, like it, it, to me, it wasn't very scary. It was just goofy and fun. Uh, and like the way they used fog was really fun. And I was just like, I was, the the reason why I was so calm is because like, a, I just think jump scares are fun. <laughs> and B, um, uh, I was like, it, whenever I walked into a new section, I uh, immediately sort of like, I was, I just scoped it out and was like, okay, I know what's going on here. I know what, I, I see where the, the sort of like blind spots in the room are where the actors really. I know, like, I, I can not see do that. props. I can see props that people are going to probably jump out of or something like that. Like That like, is too powerful. Every time I've been in a haunted house and I have like, like every, every time I go in a haunted house, I'm scared shitless. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> like I, it doesn't matter how I prep myself. Once I'm going in, I'm terrified and I'm like, ah, no, I just got to get through this as fast as possible. Um, oh my and if I walk into a room, I'm going to look around and I'm like, it's dark. There's, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, don't look, move, <laughs> go. Oh my God. No, it was so fun. Um, uh, uh, I honestly, I wish it lasted like a bit longer, like maybe like five minutes well, longer. Well, if you didn't have your sister, it would have. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would have gotten to talk to the misfortune teller. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would totally go again. I would totally go again. It was so fun. But yeah, horror runs in my blood. So it's just like being able to experience new ways of being scared and then just being like, nah, this is just fun. Like, it's it's so like, yeah, I do end up walking away feeling like very powerful and it's very very fun i would so. love i would love to have fun in a haunted house but unfortunately i'm at the point in my life where everything is a jump scare <laughs> even farts oh no it's so funny though because i am not scared of pretty much anything but uh i regularly get startled real bad by my roommate just sort of walking by <laughs> who's that who the fuck is that i don't know why that happens um speaking of jump scares i'm gonna complain about a show okay and then okay. we're gonna end the show um All right. the show i've been watching recently is the midnight club um i'm pretty interested in it. i'm like halfway through i don't 
um, I don't know how it's going to end, so I don't really know how I feel, but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far, except for the jump scares, because mm. they're terrible jump scares. They are um, just, one, never, they're always anticipated, and not like the sort of anticipation where it's like, oh no, what's going to happen? It's kind of just like, you already see something scary, and then, like, two seconds after you've already seen the scary thing, they make the screaming jump scary noise. And it's like, you already showed me what ha- You already showed me. You, c- you can't just make that noise. But, like, yeah, the most frustrating part is they do it, like, constantly. Like, oh, no. they'll sh- they'll do a jump scare of somebody and then they'll, like you know, show someone reacting and then they'll do another like shot from a different angle and just do the same jump scare noise. And it's just too loud. It's too loud. And it's, 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 it hurts my ears and it just makes me uncomfortable. It doesn't make me scared. It just makes me annoyed and uncomfortable. It's like, it's like somebody who just keeps on fucking jumping in front of your face and saying boo. And it's like, fucking stop it, dude. Come on. Yeah. You're yeah. not you're not scaring me. You're just like shocking me. Cut it yeah, out. For sure, for sure. And I wanna I wanna shout out uh detention for having some of the best jump scares I've ever seen in anything. What's detention? Uh a horror video game made by Red Candle Games. Okay. It's really good. Okay. It's really, really good. You should play it. Okay. I'll add it yeah. I'll add it to this. Alright, let's get to the yeah. fucking uh moral of the more of the fucking story here. Let's get to the moral of the story. Um, so the moral of this episode... I have one. Is... Oh, you have one? Sometimes taking a long time and a lot of hard work and effort to do something or to make something realized makes it more worth it in the end. That's really good. Thank you. That's really good. I I can't do better than that. That's awesome. Good, Thank good you. job. Um also I wanna go ahead and say, um, the fucking mushroom station relaunch website is finally live. I'm so Yay. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry that it took so long. Um it was a nightmare, but it's finally ready. It's still a work in progress, but it's it's looking good and Thank you for your patience. Yay! Uh, it is it is now live. Um, yeah. So go check it out. Have a good night. Love yourself. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Bye. Bye.